Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. It's Monday night and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on this week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comment. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. And that's every Monday and Thursday night, guys. Six o'clock Central Time. And for me, as always, I got Chi-Town Mark and Kyle Magnum all the way over there in cold side of PA. Welcome back, guys. Thanks, Rowdy. Well, you know what? I think it's cold from Porter, Indiana, all the way over to the east side of PA where Kyle is. Uh, we had some snow on the ground today, and uh, winter's on its way, but... I'm nice and warm because we're going to talk some racing tonight. we got some big stuff coming up. We have a lot of things to discuss tonight. Uh, are you ready, Kyle? Yeah, we got to talk about Brent Marks and his winning ways at bats. Um, <laughs> still got a few things to talk about. we got Road Atlanta with them. So, um, mm-hmm. Not a whole lot going on. I know you were watching a bunch of races yesterday, but, uh, yeah, no NASCAR. It's weird. Um, but, uh you know, we got a lot to talk about tonight. You know, we, uh, you know, now that the Outlaws are done, NASCAR's done, IMSA's done. It seems like everyone's done, but not, you know, we still got some big races coming up to end of the year as well. Well, Kyle, uh, listen, we're going to, before we get started, we're going to let you talk about your weekend at, at BAP Speedway, and uh, that pretty much gets them out of the way. And you're kind of winding down, but for me, I still got the, uh, I still have the banquet, hopefully, and the NASCAR oh, banquet, and and then we've got uh, snowball derby, and, and and then you know you, you start thinking about well, it's going to slow down, but the ice bowl, thirty first annual ice bowl, is going to be January the sixth tonight. So, really, not a whole lot of Mm-mm. time to sleep no, around that- there. And the week after that, Rowdy, is the Chili Bowl in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, which is the big race of the winter uh, uh, for the open wheel folks. And uh, and then, you know, before we know it, we're at the end of the month of January, and the Rolex 24 is going to be rolling off in Daytona. And at that point, away we go, because Speed Weeks is right around the corner, and the season will be winding up. Well, Kyle, you got to go uh, racing this weekend. Cold weather make for fast racing. I think so. Um, track was really fast. Uh, Baps um, rained a lot. Rained some in the morning. You know, cleared up by about one. You know, they were they were about about an hour and a half behind schedule. But uh, still got it in about four four thirty. They started hot laps. We made it there in time. Um, nice weekend. Uh, you know, we had, they had the shark racing there from the World of Outlaws, Jacob Allen, Logan Shuhart up up in PA in their neck of the woods. And, uh, you know, Posse versus Outlaw versus Invaders. Uh, Justin Peck showed up as well. So uh, 38 410 sprint cars uh, kind of wow. caught me off, off guard a little bit. But um, 38 358 modified as well. Um, very good showing for that, you know. What's nice about BAPS Motor Speedway is, and uh, you know, I sat on the backstretch, 
you could you could stand there at a fence and still see the whole track. Um, it's a four tenths mile, and uh, it's nice to get that view. Uh, you know, you can see the race. You know, like me, I couldn't wait the whole the whole feature. I had to stand for the last twelve laps and move around because I'm just a, a sissy or whatever you want to call me. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't like cold weather, but still, um, we we braved it out. You know, we. You know, we weren't sure with the weather. You know, it was raining here. It wasn't raining there. And, uh, you know, thankfully the weather cleared up and uh, we got the race in. And uh, Brent Marks uh, following it back up with the win at Charlotte, with the win at BAPS. So I think he, he may have bookended the year with four ten victories at, at BAPS Motor Speedway. So, uh, yeah, cool. that's uh, that's been pretty interesting. You know, uh, we, we I think all he's doing next year is uh, some, some uh, I think they're going to just pick a bunch of races and run them. But, uh that's what I'm thinking. What's going to happen with Brent Marks? And um, he's been good so far, you know. Uh, since ever since that new team, uh, they, they they've been almost lights out. So uh, yeah, they've been good. You know, Logan Shuhart again. You know, after all that bad luck at Charlotte, um, ran third in the, in the feature. Uh, finished third in that race at Bats for the second year in a row. Uh, won his heat race convincingly. And uh, yeah, just uh, you know, the posse prevailed again. Brent Marks winning, Danny Dietrich second, Logan Schuhart third. So uh, good, good race. Um, we only stayed for the, till the four tens when we left. It was too cold. But uh, you know, I wish we could have seen the three fifty eight modified. And Mike Mike Guler won that that uh, portion of the uh, the, the of the uh, the event. So good night of racing. I'm glad they got it in. You know, it didn't look like they were going to get it in. They had a rain date just in case. But uh, they got the whole show in, and uh, another one's in the books. Four ten sprint car racing in Pennsylvania is done for the year. Kyle, best place. Uh, Kyle, what's the best best place to watch the race at? Because you, you said you walked around. Where was your best spot? Well, uh, my first trips to Pats last year when when Kyle Larson won the Kevin Goldbright Classic, I uh, sat in turn one, or excuse me, the end of turn or the edge edge of the front stretch in turn one. This time I sat on the back stretch. Uh, different view, uh, not a bad seat really anywhere. There's not a bad seat there anywhere you sit. Uh, like I said, you could stand and even watch it, which is nice. So uh, pits were pretty packed. Like I said, 38 410, 38 358 modifieds on hand. And uh, yeah, uh, for a season ending event, a lot of teams showing up. And uh, you know, it's definitely good to see. You know, see the. You know, there was there was there were some people there. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them left, or they went to their cars to get warm and came back and watched the races. But uh, still, it's okay. Um, it looks like my my season's over for the year. I don't think I'm going to make it to Wall here in a couple of weeks. I just don't see it happening. Um, I mean, I think the next next race for me will probably be Allentown in January. That's probably going to be the next one in the, at the indoor races at the PPL Center in downtown Allentown off of Seventh uh, Street. So that looks like that's what's up next. It's a two night affair. And, uh, you know, I just want to say something quick about it. Uh, the first year they had it in 2016 was a one-night event. They sold the, they sold out. So, uh, you know, it became a two-night event, and that's how it's, you know, that, that's, that's the opener for the uh, indoor, the Lenny Salmons indoor auto racing series season, and uh, so looking forward to it. Appreciate it, Kyle. Well, but, you know, at least we've got, I think all of us have something to look forward to in January and possible racing. It's hard to believe that the season's about over on us. We've got Snowball Derby. Uh, we have the Dirt in the Dome the same weekend as the Derby, so we're not going to make the Dome this year, Rowdy. 
and Kyle. And uh, the week after that, a couple weeks after that, we have uh, uh, an indoor race in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They call it the Rumble in Fort Wayne. I might shoot out, catch one of the evenings of that. It's a Friday-Saturday night show. It'll be an early Christmas present for myself. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 it's scarce. We're running out of racing. There's some uh, big late mouth stock car racing coming up uh, Thanksgiving weekend and this coming weekend. Uh, just check your calendars, and depending where you're at, you could probably actually make a live race this weekend if you're in the Carolinas someplace. So the South Carolina 400, uh, Florence Speedway, Rowdy. Uh, that's going to be this this weekend, and uh, a couple other events going on. Then we have the Turkey Derby, and like Kyle said, Wall Stadium, and, and their Thanksgiving event, and some others. Uh, racing just kind of doesn't want to end for 2021, but it eventually will. It's coming. Uh, it's fading towards us, guys. It's fading mm-hmm. towards us. Uh I don't want to move over into some NASCAR because, uh, Kyle, we, need to. Uh, we didn't really get to talk about and get to listen to uh, Kyle Larson and his, I guess it's the post-race show. Did we, Kyle? I don't think we did. So I've got it loaded well, up, but, you know, I, I, I when this all started, you know, last year and, and on dirt and Kyle's going and, and actually getting you got the you got three three different opportunities, didn't you, Kyle, to get to talk to Kyle <laughs> Larson? Yeah, I believe uh trying yeah, to go back, trying interview. to pick which ones. I know his BAPS was one of them. Uh Port Royal was another. And I believe that was it. I think it might have been twice. But um, I almost tried a third time. But, uh, well, you, well yeah. you did have that first tape time in a while. One time, Kyle. Uh, Kyle interviewing Kyle. Uh, that was a nice little interview we were able to get in there that uh, last year. Uh, we appreciated that, and I know a lot of people enjoyed listening to it, Kyle. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting year last year for Larson, and uh, you know the momentum just carried into this year, and you know, ten wins a championship, you know. 20 top fives, 26 top tens, you know, it was a really good year for that team. Well, uh, his record hit now he's a Cup Series champion, so uh speaks for itself. I, where everybody else struggled through the 2020 year, he went and had fun, and I think that made the difference, guys. I believe you're right, Rowdy. It was like a breath of fresh air, giving him a little breathing room, so per se. But Kyle, I got a question for you. How many wins did Kyle Larson have before this season? And uh, he over doubled his his career win mark this year, didn't he? I think so. I think it's eighteen wins now, isn't it? Something like that. And ten of those are this year alone. Uh, nine, if you count the All Star race. So uh, that's an accomplishment. You, you know, he's, he's sitting over three hundred. Uh, that's not an easy accomplishment in this day and age in NASCAR, is it, guys? No, it's not. He also no, won four not. of the last five races of the season. <laughs> well, then he well deserves to be the champion, doesn't he, Rowdy and Kyle? I mean, that's... Yeah. 
It, and, and the one race he didn't win, he probably could have. And uh, like like uh, our stat man said, Kyle, our stat man said, he, he, uh, they took it easy. Uh, they got themselves prepared. They went into their championship weekend, loaded for bear, uh, and they bagged a couple of them. And uh, uh, what a fantastic, uh, you know, show they put on Sunday to, to pull off the champion. Coming from behind, and, uh, again, the cream did rise to the crop, as we've been saying all season long, didn't it? And, you know, guys, hey, he had some, he had some horrible luck, too. I mean, you know, he had some bad luck. Tore up some stuff. I mean, he he went out of several races, and uh, oh, but he's racing the wheels out, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hey, Tony Stewart he says he's the best driver that there is. Ever ever been, you know that they are right now. That that speaks a lot, don't it, Kyle? It does coming from Tony Stewart. Well. That's a that's a story all of its own, you know. Tony, evidently, I had Kyle where he could have signed him, but Ford wasn't willing to pay what it was going to take. And uh, now they're paying the price, aren't they, guys? <laughs> Instead of dynasty, uh, what they did. Well, look how young that Hendricks team is, and look how long, many years, we're probably going to have to deal with you know, another 15 to 20 years with that basic same group that they've got right now. Uh, that's that's scary to the opposition, I'm sure. Because uh, the Gibbs, they're, they're not a young group. But, boy, they, the Toyota TRD has some talent in the background, don't they? They do. They're, they're loaded, guys. They're, they're well, losing look, their talent on top of that. Let's listen to Kyle's uh, press conference, and then we'll, we'll come back here and close this thing out because this 30, 30 minutes here. Uh, congratulations on outstanding season, 10 wins, record-setting lap-leading charge from the five team. Please give us a quick overview of your night and, uh, and an incredible season. Yeah, it was a uh, little bit of an up-and-down race compared to the you know, four of us. Um, you know, there was moments where I was like, yeah, maybe I've got a good enough car to win outright, and then there was times where I was definitely the fourth best car. So, um, you know, definitely a, a, a team win. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly glad that it took our whole, you know, I mean, it always takes your whole team, but in one race, you know, Cliff, the engineers making the adjustments on the car to keep us in the game. My pit crew is the, the main reason why we won that race. Uh, and, and I'm sure somewhere in there, I, I made some good decisions too. So, um, just happy that it uh, we had to earn this one and uh, worked our butts off to get it done. Okay, if you have a question, uh, please raise your hand and we'll get you a mic. We'll start in the back right near you, Mariel Keys, up here in the room. Hi, Nicholas O'Dell for Arizona Sports. Kyle, when you think about some of the things you've done this year, not just within the Cup Series, but within all different disciplines, uh, your 10 wins and championship here in the Cup Series, but also your success in the dirt tracks throughout the year. Can you think of a year throughout the course of your entire racing career, really your racing life, where you've had a year where you've done so many different things and dominated throughout all kinds of different disciplines? Well, I, I only got to run four cup races last year, but, but last year I won. I was able to win 46 races. So uh, these, these last two seasons are ones that I'm very proud of and 
Um, I hope I hope I can replicate it as as years go on. Um, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I'd ever top what I what I was able to accomplish last year, winning you know 46 times and about 50% of my races. But um, this year, you know, I haven't won as many races, but I've got more a lot more big wins. Um, you know, and, and what I'm proud about too this year, uh, there's a lot I'm proud about, but this year, you know, I raced so many different types of cars. I was able to win a marquee event in each of the cars that I race. Um, you know, the Chili Bowl and the BC nine, BC 39 and Midget, um, Kings Royal and Knoxville Nationals in, the, in a sprint car, uh, the Prairie Dirt Classic in a dirt late model, um, and, you know, a handful of big wins uh, in the Cup Series. So, and, and to top it off with a, with a Cup Series championship. So, um I don't think that I'll ever be able to top this year, but I hope I hope I I hope I can someday. Cole, can you raise your hand? Thank you. Congratulations, Kyle. Uh Cole Cusimano, uh the Money Stop Podcast. Speaking on just that, the Money Stop and your crew, you mentioned there were times where you felt like you had the fourth best car. Did you ever think that you were always in it just because you, your pit crew was so good and, and the guys and the girls, the shop, you know? Yep. Yeah, I always felt like no matter how bad I felt like our car was at times, as long as I could stay with them, um, the, the other drivers in front of me, with our pit stall selection and my pit crew, I knew that we were going to be in it. And for us to come in fourth behind them and, and come out the leader was a little bit better than I than I thought we could do. But um, my pit crew, I, I've got all the belief in the world of them. You know, they proved all season long that they were – consistent and consistently fast so um they we we have such a great team and they're they're a massive part of it and they were the you know the reason why we we won tonight and then you you mentioned just uh just now uh finding it hard to imagine like being able to top this year what's the next goal for you like what what do you want to accomplish next i don't know uh i just got done winning the winning the cup series championship which is you know a dream come true but um, I don't know. I mean, uh, thankfully I'm I'm young. I'm still in my 20s, and who knows? You know, who knows what's out there? What other opportunities I might get? What other big races or or something I could run? Um, I, I'm up for anything. So um, just very fortunate to to have all the opportunities I've ever been given, and um, it's hard to think about you know what else I would like to accomplish, but. Um, I love winning races, and, and I love driving all sorts of vehicles. Lee? Kyle, I, I've watched you take your kids all over the world, and to have that moment when you took Owen for the victory lap, what what was that like for you, and did was there anything special <laughs> that the two of you shared? Yeah, that was, that was really cool. I, I think it was Kevin Harvick maybe took Keelan, I can't remember what race, uh, a few years ago, and... You know, I wasn't winning a lot then, but okay. And I I wasn't winning a lot then, but I was like, man, that be that that was such a cool moment to share with your your son. Um, and I didn't even have the idea to do it t- today. Um, I think it was somebody from NASCAR asked if I'd like to take Owen for a ride to Victory Lane, and I was like, yeah, for sure. It's like it's really hot, so he's got to be careful in here. But um, he was so excited, I could see it in his face. He was holding the flag and the checker flag and. Um, you know he he's gotten to do a lot of wing dances with me in a sprint car, but um, not not too many cup wins. So 
Um, it was super, super cool to celebrate with him, my whole family, you know, Owen, Audrey, Caitlin, my mom and dad were here, my sister. Uh, I don't know when the last time she's been to one of my races. Um, so many of my friends were here. Paul Silva was here today. Uh, Hayden, our mechanic on the sprint car. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Tarleton and his wife were here. Um, there was so many people here to support me that, that have supported me for years now. Um, so it, it made it, it made this win feel even greater. And I know I might have gotten you in the, in trouble in the past asking you, you know, the biggest win was, you know, you said the Chili Bowl, but I have to ask you, certainly this has to trump that victory. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, this, I don't, I don't, I mean, this year I've won so many big races, um, and it seems like each one I win, it's like, okay, that was my biggest win. And then you win another one, that was my biggest win. And I, I don't know if it ever, I don't know if there's another race that could ever top you know, my, this win here today, you know, winning, winning a cup series race at Phoenix for a championship, it doesn't get any bigger. We'll go upstairs for a question. Press box. Jerry Jordan, kick him at net. Kyle, in the car, uh, as you were coming around with a with big flag and stuff, you had tears in your eyes. You couldn't really talk over the radio real well. What was that emotion going through you right at that time? What, what was the, the, the things that you were thinking of? and knowing that this championship was a reality. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I there's you guys might not see it, but I tear up quite a bit <laughs> whenever I, you know, win races that mean a lot to me and um usually I you know, get myself composed before interviews and before I take my helmet off, but you know, today you guys got, you know, to see it, you know, cuz I'm I'm taking the checkered flag and I got a camera straight in front of me, so you could see the emotion that I have for a lot of the wins I I, I can get, but um, today was was more tears than the normal I think just because of the significance of of the event, of the journey that it took to get here, and um, just you know I think I think just everything you know, the atmosphere, the race, all the friends and family I've had I had here today, um, the, my crew and the hard work that they put in all year I, I felt. Um, just a big relief that I was able to win for them and get to, you know, enjoy it with them. And, um, it all, it all, well, a little bit of it was hitting me before the race started. Um, and then it all, it all kind of hit me there after the checkered. Dan, want to raise your hand? Uh, hi, Dan Gelson, Associated Press. Kyle, I saw you had uh, Anthony and Michelle Martin here today. I'm w- what did it mean to, to have them here? What, did you talk, talk, get a chance to talk to them after the race? And just what kind of role did they play in your comeback this season? Yeah, it was uh, it was so great to have them here. Um, I think it worked out perfect with their schedule. I believe they were at the SEMA show or something earlier this week or last week and, and uh, was able to come here. And, um, yeah, they were a big part of, of my comeback last year, I guess. And, you know, just, you know, talking with them and, and building, you know, a closer friendship and, you know, they've got a really tight relationship with Chevrolet and Jim Campbell. So, uh, Anthony, you know, was all of last year before I was ever even close to, you know, making a return to NASCAR was always in Jim Campbell's ear about me. Um, so it, it makes me feel really special that they were here today and got to enjoy all the festivities, you know, taking pictures, uh, with our team next to the championship trophy um, they were definitely, you know, a big part of. They are a big part of my life now, and uh, I'm I'm glad they were here to share with it. Go up to Jordan. 
What was it like getting the championship ring from Jim France? That was cool. Actually, yeah, Steph's got it in the back. Okay. Uh, I was like, yeah, I just realized I don't have it on. Um, it? That was really cool. The uh, We were just at the barn before I came here, and, and that place is rocking right now. So, um, yeah, that was that was neat to you get the championship ring presented to me. I didn't know that was something that happened uh, You know, right after the race. I thought that was something you get presented sometime during the, the week of the banquet. So um, really cool to go there and see a lot of the folks from NASCAR and uh, get to share in a, a cocktail here with them and get presented a awesome, shiny ring. Two quick follow-ups. Uh, one, what are you drinking? Uh, I My go-to is Captain Morgan and uh, Diet Coke. So... I'm try- I'm pacing myself. This is just my first one. I'm not. You guys are probably bummed because I'm not like Ben Rhodes right now. But um, <laughs> I was watching that Friday, and I was like, okay, if I win, I'm not gonna be like him. So uh, no, that was that was cool to to see him enjoying it, and um, I really feel I haven't had time to like slam a bunch of drinks like he did. I don't really know how he did that. Uh, uh, yeah. I told her before I came here, I was like, you need to start drinking some water because you're, you're going to be in rough shape here soon. I, I've been around her for like 10 minutes, and I've seen her shotgun three or four different beers. So, um, And she never drinks, by the way. She, she's she got this reputation like she's the partier and this and that because she you know, shotguns a beer, but she she never <laughs> parties. So I, uh, I hope she can pace herself tonight. Yeah, because she's been drinking all day during the race. We, like I said, we have a lot of friends here. So they were they were in the hospital, hospitality tent right here. And, yeah, like, she better she better uh, sober up. When I did come over here, somebody was handing her water. So hopefully she uh, can drink that for a little bit. But you're up on stage at the barn. And no offense, I mean, they were chanting her name louder than they were chanting your name. Oh, yeah. And Same, yeah, in the they, barn. Yeah, so she there. comes up on stage and, and shotguns a beer. What, I mean, what's going through your head? <laughs> she can She can have it. She can have all the... All the uh, eyes on her. Um, I don't know, NASCAR fans, they love drinking. I, I, I can't drink beer, so um, you'll never see me shotgun anything. Um, so, yeah, they, they, uh, they definitely have that connection with her, and that's cool. I drink the hard liquor, though, so I have to really watch my uh, pace. Good, Bob. Uh, Bob Parker's Fox Sports. Uh, when we were talking to Caitlin, she said that... You know, the Chili Bowl was something that was a childhood dream that was achievable for you, but maybe a cup champion was something that you never thought was achievable. So I wanted to ask you, did you ever think that you, that you would ever be sitting in this position? Yeah, so I, I don't really think that I ever, like, and don't try and spin this in the wrong way because, like, I don't know if I ever – dreamt of winning the cup series championship because i felt like i feel like it's outside of like realistic things you know i feel like i dream about stuff that i know i can go do and i'm not sure i ever really thought that i could win a cup series championship you know i, I never i've always thought about winning races not championships and um i didn't know if i would ever win a cup series championship so um i can't say that it was like a dream of mine um and like i said don't take that the wrong way because that's not what i'm trying to make it sound like it's just it's so far out there that i never i never thought that i would do it um until you know i got i got with his team for real you know for sure um you know early on in the year i, I felt like you know, we could do it but then you kind of think about how the format is and and all that you're like well something's going to happen where i don't 
you'll win this championship. So um, maybe that's what kept it out of my dreams a little bit too of, of all the, the circumstances that go into winning a, a championship in the Cup Series. You know, like for any other form of racing, it's like a year-long thing, you know, and um, you can – you'll work your way towards winning a championship. With this format, it's just crazy. So I think that's what's kind of you know, kept it from me, like, dreaming about these moments and how I would you know, see it being like. Chase, you want to raise your hand? Chase McCabe, ESPN 102.5, the game in Nashville. And uh, you won in Nashville. The banquet's going to be in Nashville, and I know you've – spent a lot of time there and talked fondly about it. So how excited are you to celebrate your, your first championship in Nashville? I am extremely excited to go to Nashville. I love Nashville. Um, you know, we're, we're really close friends with the Boyers. And through Clint and Laura, we've been able to meet a lot of their friends. And um, Trace uh, is um, who we've met recently in Sonoma and got to you know, build a close friendship with. He knows a lot of big-name musicians and stuff, so I'm hoping he can pull some strings and we can get a massive party going in, in Nashville. Um, we we FaceTimed them on the way to the bar, and it was hard to hear, but I told him he better be he better be scouting some, some good entertainers for us. So I'm really looking forward to Nashville. It's uh, one of the most fun cities you can possibly go to, so uh, definitely not a better spot for the banquet. Plenty of liquor, too. Yeah, yeah, plenty. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'm sure I'll get find some trouble, but uh, no, I look forward to it. We'll go to Zach and then David. I can hear the rowdy crew from the barn walking in. <laughs> Zach Cerniello from Front Stretch. Kyle, on that second to last race, uh, uh, caution rather, you were forced to restart sixth um, after losing a spot on pit road there, um, and Truex and Blaney staying out. Um, how much differently did your car handle the dirty air at that time as opposed to that first short stint of the race um, when you were coming back through traffic? Uh, well, I don't think the dirty air necessarily affected it too much. Um, you know, towards the end of that longer run that led into that caution, I started. So the run, the two runs before that, I felt like we finally you know hit on our balance some, and I could apply the throttle like I needed to on exit. Built too tight, so then I think we probably started freeing back up again and um then I, I don't know if the track went through a shift or if, if our car just was looser but then I started getting loose and uh loose on exit and that whole run you know, when I was when I restarted sixth and got back to uh fourth there I was just too free off to apply the throttle like I needed to um but you know, out in clean air you know after we had the pit stop I still had a similar sort of balance to that but um you know, maybe you know Martin's your balance wasn't quite as good uh, in that short little run, but yeah, it uh, the dirt. I mean, clean air, or just track position really is is important. What is your relationship with your pit crew like? Uh, obviously, you gave them a lot of credit for getting you out first on that last restart, and uh, yeah, um, obviously they did a great job there for you. But um, what is your relationship with them like? Yeah, I mean, so our team, I feel like, is, is really tight. I think Cliff does a good job of, you know, like, before the other, you know, when I was at Ganassi, you know, I was never a part of, like, the pre-team kind of meetings and stuff with the pit crew and all that, and, and I love, you know, being a part of that and, and seeing and kind of going over the race strategy with everybody and 
um, you'll see them at the shop. I, I go to the shop more often a little bit and get to see their prep that goes into uh, stuff. So um, yeah, it's just it's a he does a great job leading this team and, and keeping us all close. You know, it's easy a lot of times for the driver, I feel like, to be distant from everybody, just the way that schedules are and, and all that. But I feel like I'm closer to my team than I've ever been with any other team. So um, just really proud of all of them, uh, really proud about how consistent they were throughout the whole season. And then for them to come in clutch like that on the final pit stop of the year uh, makes me feel good. So I, I owe them something very big for sure uh, last one for you um 18 months ago did you see yourself ever being able to experience this moment no i didn't i didn't 18 months ago i didn't think that i was ever going to be in a cup car again so um you know strapping in for daytona 500 didn't even seem real um let alone winning the championship so no it's definitely been a, a journey a roller coaster um but you know i'm very thankful for my second chance and, and every opportunity I've been I've been you know, given in these last 18 months. So, um, you know, life's a crazy thing, and and it's uh, you just got to stay positive through it all, and everything will hopefully work out for you. Davey, Davey Siegel with Front Stretch as well. You know, talking about those 18 months, they were what they were, but going all the way back to when you got your start in NASCAR specifically and in stock cars, like you know, back to the K&N days and. To Ganassi, and it kind of comes full circle now, you winning your title on his last day as a car owner. How has your relationship with stock cars specifically and NASCAR specifically evolved and changed over the last few years? Well, um, yeah, you know, it's it was so nice to see Chip today. You know, he is he is the sole reason why I'm why I'm here today. I I mean, there's so many. There's been a lot of people. You know, Rick's obviously been a big part of of this too, but. You know, I, I met with every team owner uh, back in 2011, and Chip Ganassi was the only guy, the only team owner to even entertain me racing this car. And um, you know, I met with him for probably 20 minutes, and uh, he signed me up right then, you know, after. So um, I owe the world to him, and um, you know, it was it was nice to see him today, and and. You know, see how you know happy and in that piece, I feel like he was with it, uh, with his final event as a team owner. So, um, very thankful for all the years that I spent at Chip Ganassi Racing. Um, I still work out there with Josh Wise, so it's nice to see all the familiar faces and um, a lot of the people from the 42 car. Yeah, they came by to congratulate me tonight, so it made me feel really good. And um, you know, it 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 makes me feel really good inside. A little bit bittersweet, honestly, that you know I was able to win in in your know, chips last as a car owner. A couple minutes ago, Tony Stewart tweeted, "Congratulations to the best race car driver I've ever seen." Instant reaction. What does that mean to you to hear that coming from him? <laughs> that that's. I mean, today has been really cool. I mean, to to now hear you say that, and I did an interview with NBC uh, before the race started. Mario Andretti. I got to hear him talk about his thoughts on me, and now Tony Stewart. You know. A, Probably the the one driver if I pick, you know, if I really had a true you know, racing hero, I would say it's Tony Stewart. So, um, who I who I've always believed to be the best race car driver ever. So, that means a lot to me. And um, yeah, it's just you know, I try to model my my racing and my schedule off what I feel like you know Tony Stewart would would do. So that that makes me feel really good. Kelly. KellyCrandallRacer.com. Kyle, first off, um, 
Cliff was in here, and he mentioned a few times he's, he felt like the weak link on this team sometimes. And, and that yeah, that seems odd. D- did you know that at any point during the year that he was putting so much pressure on himself? And he also mentioned that he, he, would, he hasn't slept basically all year. <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't realize that, like, he doesn't sleep uh, the night before a race. I asked. I think I was just like joking with him earlier. I was like, "Man, how'd you how'd you sleep last night?" And he's like, "I didn't." <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Man, really?" Uh, I like I slept like a baby last night. But um, yeah, that's odd to hear him say that he felt like the weak link, which I I don't feel like we have any weak links on our on our team um, at all. Uh, which I think we proved that tonight because it took a whole team effort to to win that race. But um, we joke with Cliff a lot that that you know when we don't win he's sad and you know he's mopey and all this and that so um it doesn't surprise me though you know that he i guess that he thought that he was a weak weak link just because he he holds everybody to a high standard but you know, you know apparently himself too so um i think you need that though i mean you you need to have that drive in each and every one of you to you know want to be better each and every day so um He's an amazing crew chief, amazing team leader, and I am extremely fortunate to you'll be with this race team. Uh, and I think Jimmy Johnson is, is a big credit to it as well. You know, um, I, I think you know his leadership skills as well has molded Cliff into you know the person he is and he the crew chief he is today, as well as all the the team members on this five car. Um, I'm sure you'll look at the the numbers eventually, but you know, 10 wins, all the laps led to come back, have the year that you had. Uh, you said it, you, you didn't realistically think of this as, you didn't think of this as something that was realistic. So does this feel impossible to, to not only come back, but to have the year that you had? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, I don't know what to think about it, really. It's, um, yeah, it's just wild. Like, I didn't, I didn't know that we would have a season like this. I thought, I mean, with Chase winning last year, I knew we'd be strong, but I didn't ever think that we would win you know, double-digit races in the Cup Series. This isn't anything that I ever thought I would do in in the Cup Series. You know, double-digit wins and you know, winning the championship, winning half the playoff races. You know, I thought when Tony Stewart won half of the playoff races in the year that he won the championship, I was like, that'll never be done again. And for me to to match him on that, um, you know, the laps led the you know, the wins, the top fives and stuff, um, it's and, and all the wins outside of, of cup racing. You know, I <laughs> I never I never thought racing for Hendrick Motorsports that I would get to race a single dirt race in a year, um, let alone as many as I have this year. So um it's it's definitely a unbelievable season on so many different levels. We'll go to the back, Daniel and then Jonathan. Dylan McFadden, FrontStretch.com. Kyle, you, you, said you, you, met, <clears throat> you said you met with every team back in 2011. What do you remember about the meeting with Hendrick Motorsports back then? <laughs> I joke with Jeff about this. Uh, he'll probably be upset that I said this. But, I, you know, that I, might have been one of the first times I met Jeff Gordon. But, uh, yeah, I was, like, starstruck a little bit, you know, to be at Hendrick Motorsports and, and getting to, you know, be there with Jeff. And he, I remember him showing me around the shop. And I remember <laughs> I remember turning the corner. We were going to his office. I turned the corner. His supermodel wife is standing there, and she's, like, seven foot tall and, like, beautiful. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Um, 
And then, you know, we sat down in his office, and, you know, Jeff Gordon is, you know, such an awesome race car driver, and one that I've looked up to since I was a little toddler. And um, I remember being so disappointed when I left there because everybody knows I love dirt racing. He's like, you know, you really need to get out of dirt cars. They're going to teach you about habits and this and that. And um, <laughs> I was like, man, that was a terrible time there, Hendrick, you know, after I left. Um, and I think I went, I think I went from Hendrick to Ganassi probably right after that. Um, and you know, I was not feeling like too pumped up about the day. Really, I think I was there for like three days and met, like I said, met with every team and just being disappointed every every time I left a race shop because it's like, oh yeah, you know, like they're just going through motions. Like, oh yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, you got a cool resume. Oh yeah, we need a few hundred thousand dollars for you to race our car next year. And I was like, this, like I'm not, I don't have anybody to bring money to. And um, then when I met with Chip, uh, I was I was feeling you know on top of the world. So. Um, I, yes, I joke with Jeff about my trip to Hendrick that day, and and he you know tells me about the kind of the behind the scenes conversations he had with you know, Rick after that. You know, they I think had Chase kind of already um, you know, worked on signing him up at that point when I met with him. So it it all worked out in the end, and uh, they got to uh, I got to get experience, and, and they didn't have to pay for any of it. <laughs> so uh, before that got to them, so it worked out. Stay in the back, just uh, Jonathan. There you go. Yep. Thank you very much, uh, Kyle. Congratulations on the championship. Well, when you look back at this moment, per se, when you're on the rocker 30, 40 years from now, hopefully not 30, 40 years from now, but in the future, what is one thing you'll remember the most about this night? This night? This night. <laughs> that pit stop. <laughs> Yeah, I think definitely. I I think the pit stop will come first to my mind, um, but the hard work that it took throughout that whole race. You know, I, in the beginning, like I, I said, you know, I, our car was so far from being capable of winning um, the race, and and they got they did a great job of getting our balance within the range to where I felt like maybe we could go you know, race for the win, and then then my pit crew. Yeah, yes. All right, guys. Let me bring bring Mark in here. That was pretty good. Hey, Mark. Uh, we, we're back on live here, Kyle. Kyle, we got you back on a hot bike. Uh, man, that's pretty informative there. There was what about seven minutes left, but we're getting close to the end of the show here. Ah, you know, we've been lucky that we found that treasure trove of interviews with all sorts of different people and things, Rowdy, that uh, that we've just, you discovered, and uh, I'm so glad we did. It was just really uh, enjoyable to listen to Larson. It, it was refreshing because you could tell, you know, he. He was so taken. He he hadn't realized really what had happened yet, and uh, when that sinks in, boy. Uh, but congratulations to the, the, the five team and to him, his family. Uh, I I truly think Kyle, don't you, that uh, having that season he had last year, to go and play on the dirt was a big refresher for him, and and got him set off in the right direction this season, don't you think? I think it helped, didn't hurt. Um, but uh yeah, you know, Pennsylvania most of the year and 
you know, racking up all the wins. And, uh, yeah, not not a surprise. You know, like I said, I was kind of surprised they won as soon as they did. I thought he would. I, I thought he kind of would have won sooner. You know, Daytona Road Course, he spun out while running second. Uh, top five at Homestead, not really a factor for the win. Uh, kind of second, but not really for, for William Byron. And then Vegas right. happens, and uh, the five-team wins. So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting season the last couple of years. Running, you know, seeing him run just, you know, NASCAR, sprint car, and uh, the late model as well. So, you know, he's had success in all of them, and he's won in everything. So, um, he just, all he does is win. That's that's basically all he's been doing lately is winning. So, um, you know, I don't know how 2022 is going to be, but, you know, I know he still has a few more races to finish out the year. So, it's you know, he still could rack up a few more here before the end, end of the year happens. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think the 2020 season made it easier for him to be the champion in 2021. Uh, I just really believe that the sliding around in, in the PA dirt uh, made the difference in the season for him. I agree, Rowdy. Uh, that's the type of race, you know, evidently doesn't care he doesn't care what he's in. He just loves to race. So, uh, And I asked him in Kansas City uh, if the dirt racing and the sprint cars made him better in the cup car. And he goes, it doesn't matter. Says, as long as I get to race, it'll make me better in the future. So it's, yeah, I guess the answer was yes. Uh, what a talent. I, I don't know if I ever expected this out of him. Everybody kept talking about it. I think the only one who made me realistically thought this would happen was our Kyle, uh, but uh, wow, uh, he, he proved a lot of doubters wrong, he proved a lot of people who sit behind him right, and uh, it was a Hollywood script ending, wasn't it? It was to me, uh, you know, we all talked about it before it, before it played out, and uh, it, it <laughs> The odds would have been stacked to win ten races, wouldn't you, Kyle? Didn't think they would they would have been that successful, but uh, they were. Well, let's just you you got to take everything you know now with the car and completely change it, Kyle. What do you think that's going to do? I think the testing's been helping. I think for everybody. Um, you know, we have this new car. We're not going to really – I don't think we're going to know until we hit the second race of the year what really happens. Um, you know, that's how, that's how I always use the measuring stick there. Usually it's the second race of the year, the race after Daytona, where we really see what happens. So, uh, yeah, we have that. Um, I don't know what the second race of the year. I think it's Auto Club. But, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting few couple weeks with that new car the first few races and uh you know I'm interested to see how it'll it'll react especially once we're at a mile and a half or two mile track you know and we get most of them that's that's most of, that that's most of the tracks on the schedule as it is well uh the second race is the measuring stick that's uh it, i i would say that's probably going to be the california race I, I'd almost say it's going to be the California race earlier in the season when they run the clash out at this Coliseum. Uh, granted, it's only a small 
bump and grind track that they're going to put the cars on. But uh, the adjustability and the way they're working and from what we've been hearing, guys, uh, that's going to be the big test because I think basically what happens there is they'll be able to take all that information and it'll transfer uh, to the bigger tracks almost automatically. Um, and I, I think it was Joey Logano we were listening to the pre-show, Rowdy, you and I. Uh, this is an underdeveloped car. Uh, I, I think uh, as they work on it, the uh, sky's the limit. Uh, this, this could be the race car that uh, benefits for many years to come. And it does look an awful lot like an IMSA car, guys. That's what's we talked about that. So the more you look at it, that's and, and, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that bad I, uh, because those IMSA cars are really cool too. Uh, looking forward to seeing them out on track during the uh, Rolex 24 coming up in. Uh, couple of months, Rowdy, we'll be there. Well, we've got probably about an hour and a half of like three more drivers and then another open discussion on it. So maybe we can get that in before the before our season's over here, guys. Well, I think our game plan is to go, what, three or four more weeks, Rowdy, and we're going to take a little hiatus for the holidays and enjoy them ourselves and their families and let all our listeners enjoy the holidays with their families also. So uh, we're looking forward to that, catching our breath. It's been a busy year, and uh, I've enjoyed every second of it, Robbie. And thank well, you for allowing us to be able to do this. Kyle, we would like to, it's been to have been busier. Yep, we would like to have been busier, but things did, at least they did get off to a start. Mm-hmm. It, got, it, it was off to a slow start, but... By June, we started rolling. Mm -hmm. Then we had a little bit of a detour there later in the season, but uh, it it, it was what it was. We did what we could do, and we have. And uh, we're looking forward to bigger and better things come uh, this year. We have a game plan. We have a big old game plan, thanks to Rowdy and Kyle and myself. And uh, we're going to hit that game plan and hopefully be able to give you some better than ever coverage. Looking forward to it, guys. Uh, Kyle, what you got to take us out of here? Well, guys, it looks like my season has ended. Uh, 39 races this year, not too shabby. Um, I know I know. Saturday I just saw is the, uh, the, the, the gobbler at Accord Speedway in New York. Um, I know that's coming up. I know we got the Turkey Derby for Wall Stadium Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving. And, uh, yeah, then you got the Snowball Derby the week after, the week or two after. So, uh, yeah, busy uh, schedule coming up to end the year. And, uh, like I said, it looks like my next race will be Allentown for the indoor race. I haven't been there in a while. Uh, I think it's been two years. So, uh, yeah, looking forward well, to we'll it. Do. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see Ryan Flores back in that 15 car. Maybe he'll, uh, he'll go out and win again. Hi, Mar, what about you? Oh. I'm enjoying the fact that uh, we're getting a little break and catching our breath for the next couple of weeks, Rowdy. Uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up, which uh, we will not be broadcasting a show that evening either. But uh, yeah, Monday, we're heading into the 
the Snowball Derby Week and the Nashville uh, NASCAR Banquet Week. And uh, we're going to be at both of those covering them hard and heavy. Rowdy's going to be in Nashville. I'll be in Pensacola. We're going to give it all our got videos, pictures, and audio. So keep an eye out with us on the Rowdy Mag Light Show. Great time in Charlotte a couple weeks ago. Looking forward to the Derby, Rowdy. Uh, I guess until Thursday night, let that light shine bright. We'll be seeing you. All right, guys. Hey, I'm with the Snowball Derby. I'll be down with 21 races for the year. So that's not too bad. Not for when I got started. Not too bad for uh, when I got started. And guys, I I know it it was tough early in the year, Rowdy, because we, you had no access to anything or anybody and uh that's what we're all about is having access and bringing all those drivers and crew members to you and hopefully that this could be all that much better come 2022 so hopefully we'll get this out of the show that's on the road is. and got thursday night guys Hey, we'll be here. Looking forward to it, Ronnie. And we may even have a guest. We're working on that. So, all right, that light shining bright, Ronnie. We'll see you Thursday night. Thank you. And good night, Mr. Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>